بعد After praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending the salutations upon the Messenger alayhi salatu was salam and upon his family and his companions and upon, and upon all those who follow upon his guidance into the establishment of the last day to proceed ikhwan اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع ومن قلب لا يخشع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن دعاء لا يسمع Verily Allah we seek refuge with you from knowledge that has no benefit and from a heart that has no fear and from a soul that has no satisfaction nor contentment and from a dua that goes unanswered and from a dua that goes unanswered To proceed, Ikhwan, 
فنواصل معكم في هذه الليلة المباركة الكريمة عونا من الرحمن الرحيم. So we continue in this blessed and noble night of ours in the aid and the assistance of our Lord, the most merciful and the most compassionate. As we continue to learn and come together and derive benefit from the science of tafsir, the science of tafsir. ونمشي مع الإمام العثيمين رحمه الله تعالى في كتابه أصول في التفسير الأصول في التفسير and we're benefiting from the words of the noble Imam Al-Uthaymeen may Allah have mercy upon him as we're reading from his book the principles regarding tafsir the principles regarding tafsir هذا السؤال من this question is for who من يريد أن يجيب who wants to answer يا أخوان فضل يا شيخ ما هو أحسن علم من علوم الإسلام؟ What's the greatest science from the science of Islam? علوم القرآن. طيب. هذا عند بناتنا. This question is for one of our sisters. من قال هذا؟ Who used to say this? الذي يريد الدنيا فعليه بالعلم. والذي يريد الآخرة فعليه بالعلم. The one who wants this worldly life is upon him to seek knowledge. And whoever wants thereafter is upon him to seek knowledge. Who used to say that? Whoever wants this life, the good of this life, it's upon him to seek knowledge. And whoever wants to go in the hereafter, it's upon him also to seek knowledge. Imam Ahmed, Qareebun Minhu. Qareebun Jiddan Ilayhi. Extremely close to Imam Ahmed. Imam Shafi. Arsent. Imam Ahmed, Rada and Yadrusi and the Malik, Lakin Matakabada and Yasila Ilayhi, Imam Ahmed Rahimallah. Imam Ahmed wanted to study with Imam Malik, Yahwan. But he passed away. Imam Malik passed away before Imam Ahmed could get to him. Whoever wants this life, meaning the good in this life, is upon him to seek knowledge. And whoever wants to go in the hereafter, it's upon him to seek knowledge. Allahu Akbar. Qawlun Azim, ya khwan. A tremendous statement. Ta'ya. Ta'ya. Ta'allamna ba'd al-umur al-lati tata'alluqu bi'ilmi al-tafsir. So we mentioned, we have learned, bihamdillahi rahman rahim by the praise of Allah, the Lord of all the world, some benefits connected to tafsir. فَمَنْ يُذَكِّرُنَا بِشَيْءٍ تَعَلَّمْنَاهُ Who can give us a benefit of something that we learned connected to tafsir? Al-Qur'anu لَيْسَ مَخْلُقَ The Qur'an is not created. Arsene. 
جميلا ده اعظم علم واشرف علم علمي او علم التفسير the greatest of knowledge that you can ever study and the most virtuous and prestigious of knowledge is التفسير ومن ايضا شيخ ماهر تفضل جميلا الله تعالى يصف القرآن بصفات عديدة الله تسكرد القرآن in many different ways جميلا هاتي فائدة give us a benefit يا أخي something you remember about the Quran something about the Quran the Quran is protected by Allah حم الله هذا القرآن الله تعالى protected this Quran تفضل جميلا هذا القرآن لا يتغير and this Quran has never changed ولم يتغير and it will never change لأن الله تعالى حماه because Allah تعالى protected it our sins لماذا الله تعالى لم يحمي الكتب السابقة من يجيب why didn't Allah تعالى protect the earlier previous divine revelations why not Allah 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 that's from the wisdom of Allah Ta'ala The precise, perfected wisdom of Allah Ta'ala Allah did not protect The way he protected the Quran And we don't know the reason So we say Allah knows best Let's continue طيب تعلمنا أن القرآن في اللغة هذا عند بناتنا This question is for one of our beloved daughters One of our beloved sisters تعلمنا أن القرآن مصدر من أي فعل We learn والحمد لله That the Quran is the verbal noun From what verb? ها قرأ and what other verb? Tala Arsantunna Jamila. Tay Hadi Indar Rujal, our beloved brothers. Ta'alamna ma'anal Quran Fishara. We learn the meaning of the Quran religiously and the legislation of Al Islam. Tala. Accent. Yes, the kalam Allah Al Munazalu Ala Nabihi Muhammadin. It's the speech of Allah, the word of Allah that has been sent down upon His Messenger Muhammad. So Imam Al-Uthameen, he continues, Ya Ikhwan. Aina tawakafna, where did we stop, Ya Ikhwan? Qara'na al-ayati surat al-hijr. Taib, qala wa qadahama Allahu ta'ala hadha al-Qur'an al-Azima min al-Taghiri wa-Ziyadati wa-Naqsi wa-Tabdili haithu takafala azza wa jalla bi-hifdhi faqala إِنَّا نَحْنُ نَزَّلْنَا ذِكْرًا وَإِنَّا لَهُ لَحَافِظُونَ الآية سورة الحجر He says, رحمه الله تعالى that Allah the Most High 
protected this noble Quran, protecting it from any changes, any additions, any reductions or subtractions, what tabdeel, and any substitutes or any matter replacing. Whereas Allah Ta'ala protected it from his protection. As he says, as it comes in Surah Al-Hijr, Verily we, meaning Allah, لماذا الله تعالى أحيانا يقول أو ينص طيب يقول كلاما بالجمع ويقصد نفسه تعالى Why does sometimes Allah refers to himself in the plural? Yes, uh, it's the plural of تشريف It's the plural of honor, nobility وهذا كذلك من حكمة الله And that's also from the wisdom of Allah أحيانا يقصد الله تعالى نفسه بدون التشريف وأحيانا يذكر نفسه مع التشريف وكل هذا من حكمة الله Sometimes Allah refers to himself in the singular أنا وما خلقت الآية سورة ذاريات and I singular have not created to the end of the verse وأحيانا يذكر نفسه بالجمع and sometimes Allah refers to himself in the plural إنا خلقنا الآية verily we meaning Allah we have created to the end of the verse all of that's from the wisdom of Allah all of that's from the wisdom of Allah Allah Ta'ala he says verily we meaning Allah we have sent down the dhikr this Quran and verily we meaning Allah we are the ones who protect it Surah Al-Hijr مضت القرون الكثيرة ولم يحاول أحد من أعدائه أن يغير فيه أو يزيد أو ينقص أو يبدل إلا هتك الله تعالى سترا وفضح أمرا He says, Shagudimin, he says, So therefore, those earlier generations, those previous generations, no one from the enemies of Al-Islam, those who oppose and try to extinguish the light of Al-Islam, has been able to change anything of the Qur'an. Nor have they been able to add to the Qur'an or take away from the Qur'an or replace and substitute anything from the Qur'an except that Allah Ta'ala exposes their plot amra. And this verb here, our beloved Sheikh Myra translated this verb for us, فضحة. Last class, فضحة. What did you say فضحة was? وَفَضُحَ أَمْرًا Allah disgrace, humiliated the person's affair. أي الذي يريد ماذا وأن يحاول أن يبدل شيئا من القرآن أو يزيد من القرآن أو يزيد في القرآن وينقص من القرآن Allah Ta'ala يَفْضُحُ أَمْرًا That anyone who tries to substitute, to substitute the Qur'an or adds to the Qur'an or takes away from the Qur'an Allah humiliates this individual, ya Allah disgraces the likes of this person. Nor will it ever take place, ya Limada, Why won't it take place? Allah Ta'ala, Qad Hamal Qur'ana. Allah Ta'ala, He protected the Qur'an. He mentions that He surely is going to protect this Qur'an. Shaykh, quick question. Was, was, the, was the wording protected in the meaning? Because there are people interpret things, mm. or is is it just the wording? Is it the interpretation, the meaning? Or the meaning. 
Everything connected to the Quran. And Allah knows best. Sah, yujadu man yufasil al-Quran bi tafsir and fasid. Naam, hadha sahih. Lakin hadha la yu'aridu anna Allah Ta'ala qad hama hadha al-Quran. Yes, some Muslims, some non-Muslims, some Muslims have come with some corrupt, ignorant, foolish, false interpretation of the Quran. Explanation of the Quran. That's not a contradiction. That does not mean Allah didn't protect it. Just because someone comes and says, قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى إِيَّاكَ نَعَبُدُوا وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ الْآيَةَ Where Allah Ta'ala says, إِيَّاكَ You and only you, O Allah, we seek help or we worship. And you and only you, Ya Allah, we seek assistance. And this person comes and says, هَذِهِ الْآيَةَ تَدُّلُّ عَلَى شَيْئٍ لَا تَدُّلُّ عَلَيْهِ هَذِهِ الْآيَةَ and he comes and says, this verse means such and such and such and such. But it doesn't mean that. Just because people come with foolishness and ignorance, doesn't mean that Allah didn't protect it. So it means that the wording, the explanation, the, the recitation, anything connected to the Quran, Wallahu alam, and Allah knows best. That's a good question, yeah, Ikhwan. Ma huwa ahsanu kitabin Oh, a new brother. And then a We have a new brother. What's your name, Yaakhi? Yunus. Yunus, How many ways can you say your name? Three. Three. You can say Yunus. You can say Yunus. You can say Yunus. You can say Yunus. What's that, five? Yunus. 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 Four. You can say Yunus. Yunus. Yunus, 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 six. You can also add the wow. Yunus, Yunus, Yunus. Tisa'a. Nine ways you can say your name. All of them are sahih. Alhamdulillah. Ta'ayah. Hadha suwali akhina al-jadeed. Yunus. This question for our beloved brother Yunus, our new brother. Ta'ayah. Antuma akhbaratamuhu annana nas'alu al-ikhwat al-judud. Y'all didn't tell the brother we asked. We call on new brothers also. What's the meaning of Tawheed? What does it mean? Tawheed. If you don't know, what do you say? Where is our, our, our young Shaykhah, our future Imamah, the youngest of the group of the sisters? She's here tonight. The little baby girl who answers all the questions. Ma'akana's mojuda. She's not here tonight. Taib, hadihi, hadha suwalaki. This question is for you. Ma'ana salah. What does it mean, salah? What does it mean, salah? You pray five times a day, but what does it mean? To worship Allah, Jamila, you can say that. As-salah bi-ma'na dua Salah means supplication. Salah means supplication. For our new brother Yunus, Tawheed is to single out Allah in worship. That you only worship Allah and Allah alone. You only worship Allah and Allah alone. Who else is new here? We see some new faces, mashallah. 
انا اريد ان اتعرف جميعكم اي ونت ان اول اوف يو الحمد لله ف من يكون جديد ايضا غوسز نويا فون جاسون يونس طيب anyone has anything to mention so far any of the sisters any of the brothers طيب بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قال الامام العثيمين رحمه الله تعالى وقد وصف الله تعالى ب وقد وصف القرآن الله تعالى بأوصاف كثيرة تدل على عظمته وبركته وتأثيره وشموله وأنه حاكم على ما قبله من الكتب ولعل هذا آخر شيء تعلمناه and I believe this is the last thing we mentioned he says and Allah describes the Quran with many descriptions and all of them point to the greatness of the Quran and the blessings of the Quran and the effect the influence, the effect of the Quran and the comprehensiveness of the Quran What does that mean? That the Quran includes everything Does this mean the Quran speaks about everything in detail or generally? Generally ليس بالتفاصيل not in detail مثالا مثالا إذا أسألكم أسألكم ما حكم النكاح عبر واتساب عبر انستغرام عبر ماسنجر عبر تيليجرام أي أي موقع ما أي فيديو ما If I ask you brothers and sisters what's the ruling what does Islam say about getting married on a video, on WhatsApp, on Messenger, on Twitter, on Telegram, on any of these videos. What does Islam say about that? It's not mentioned in detail. But the origin of marriage, is it mentioned? So generally, everything is mentioned in the Quran and the Sunnah. But there are some new things. There are some bid'at mawjuda. There are some innovations. What's the innovation? Something new. Fiddeen. There are some new affairs. There are some new things. And there are some new issues of the worldly life. That the Quran and Sunnah That the Quran and Sunnah did not mention. Who can mention something that Islam doesn't talk about? Microphones. In detail. Microphones. There's no Quran. There's no Sunnah to say mention microphone. One of the brothers said, his prophet is Nobuju Ali. And he says, We've been commanded to follow him. You say, Hati Burhanakum and Kuntum Sadiqeen. Come and call Allah Ta'ala fi Surah Al-Baqarah. You say, Give us your proof if you're truthful. As Allah Ta'ala says in the ayah, in Surah Al-Baqarah, and other than Surah Al-Baqarah. He says, It's there, it's there. We say, Had, had, show, give us. Allah Ta'ala lam yadhkur isma hadha shakhs. Wala fi ayah, wala kalimatan wahidatan. Allah did not mention the likes of this man in no verse in the Quran. So how is he a prophet? How is he a prophet not mentioned? How is he a prophet of Al-Islam, ta'lim. And all of this shows the importance of learning, ya ikhwan. So we have to intend when we seek a knowledge to remove ignorance from ourselves. And we have to also defend 
the Quran and the Sunnah from the falsehood. He says, And that the Quran is the judge regarding all the other previous books. As Allah Ta'ala says, And verily we, we have given you, O Muhammad, Saba'an min al-Mathani. Seven from al-Mathani, from the miracles, the, those tremendous ayat. Wal-Qur'an al-Azim, and the noble Qur'an. Ma ma'ana Saba'a al-Mathani. What does Allah mean when He says Saba'a al-Mathani? Those seven miracles, those seven verses. Surah al-Fatiha. I sent to. Wa yaqulu ta'ala, Qaf. وَالْقُرْآنِ الْمَجِيدِ Al-Ayah, Surah Al-Qaf. And Allah Ta'ala, He says, Qaf, by the Qur'an Al-Majid, the glorious Qur'an. فَفِي هَاتَيْنِ آيَتَانِ سِيفَةٌ مِنَ اللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى لِلْقُرْآنِ In these two tremendous verses, you find a description from Allah describing the Qur'an. سَبَعًا مِنَ الْمَثَانِ Qaf, وَالْقُرْآنِ Al-Majid. Allah Ta'ala describes the Qur'an in many descriptions. From them, the seven miracles, seven verses. From them, Al-Qur'an Al-Majid, the glorious Qur'an. Qala al-Imam al-Uthaymin rahimahullah ta'ala Qawluhu ta'ala wa atayinaka sab'an min al-mathani wa hadhihi sab'u hiya suratu al-Fatiha kama qalat nisa'una He says, in this verse in Surah Al-Hijr where Allah Ta'ala, he says, And we have given you, O Muhammad, Saba'am min al-Mathani. Seven from the, the signs, the miracles. He says here, the seven is talking about Surah Al-Fatiha. Surah Al-Fatiha. كَمَا ثَبَتَ بِذَلِكَ الْحَدِيثُ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَعَلَىٰ آلِهِ وَسَلَّمُ As it has been authenticated from the Messenger, alayhi salatu salam. هذا الحديث يسمى ماذا? This type of hadith is called what? Marfu'r. How is it marfu'r? What's the hadith that's marfu'r? Anything that's udifa lin nabi, attributed to the Messenger. If we say just as Umar used to say, this type of hadith is called what? Mawquf. I sent. For our beloved sisters, if we say, just as Mujahid said, this hadith is called what? One of our sisters. One of the tabi'un said, this type of hadith is called what? Oh, they all travel tonight. Perhaps the sisters were busy tonight. They had a festival maybe. The Somalia mall. They was giving out some things. Alhamdulillah. The sisters were there, mashallah ta'ala. La bas ya ikhwan. To take off sometimes. They're busy sometimes, alhamdulillah. Huh? Oh, they found out. Oh, they came back. They came back from their trip. Alhamdulillah. Maqtur. The hadith of the tabi'een is called Maqtur. I sent tunna. Ta'ib. Kama qala nabi alayhi ta'ib. Kama thabata an nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallama. فَفِي السَّبِعِ الْمَثَانِ لِأَنَّ آيَاتُهَا سَبْعِ 
He says, talking about the seven signs that it refers to the Fatiha. Because the verses of Al-Fatiha are seven. The verses of Al-Fatiha are seven. Fafiha al-Khabaru. So it has the information or has been informed. Wafiha dua. And in it is dua, supplication. Wafiha tarikh. And is and in it is history. Wafiha tafsiru nasi bil hidayah. Wafiha taqsimu nasi bil hidayah. And in Al-Fatiha, you find the, the uh, classification of men or mankind uh, regarding guidance. وَنَصَّ عَلَيْهَا لِأَنَّهَا أُمُّ الْقُرْآنِ And it has been mentioned about Al-Fatiha that it is the Um of the Qur'an. ما معنى أم هنا? What's the meaning of the Um? The word Um. Fatiha is the Um of the Qur'an. The mother of the Qur'an. Look man, huh? Um means what? The mother. Someone give us another tafsir. The origin. وَهَذَا أَفْضَلُ And that's better, ya ikhwan. The word um has many meanings. The word um, she is the one that gave birth to the child, the mother. It also means the asul, the foundation. For example, Kitab al-Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah ta'ala min fiqh. Wa huwa la'allahu min a'azami kitabin min kutub al-Shafi'i. And perhaps this book we're referring to, it's the best book by a Shafi'i. It's called Al-Um. Al-Um. وَبَعَدُ الْمَتَرْجِمِينَ يُتَرْجِمُونَ هَذَا الْعُنْوَانِ بِذَا مَذَرِ وَلَعَلَّ هَذَا خَطَأَ يَا خَوَانِ الْأَوْلَى أَنْ نَقُولَ الْأَصْرِ Or the foundation. Imam Shafi's book is called Al-Um. And many of the translators, they say, The mother. The mother. The mother. And that's allowed. Perhaps that's what a Shafi'i meant. Perhaps. But it doesn't appear so. It appears the translation should have been, for example, the origin, the foundation, for example. This is better than to say the mother. So the word um can be mother, and it can also be the foundation, the origin. And this appears to be the meaning here when he says umul Quran. Not the mother of the Quran, not the mother of it, but the foundation, the origin. Of the Quran, Wallahu Taala Ala Wa Alam, and Allah the Most High knows best. The Loah Al Mahfud, could you refer to it as the Um? You could, in the meaning, but you can't attribute that to the Prophet of Allah. You could describe it like that, but you can't say the Prophet said that or Allah Taala said that. There's some things you can mention by meaning, but you can't attribute it to the Messenger of Allah or to Allah. Without proof, but you could say that in the meaning. That would be a good position. The loah, al-mahfuz, the prescribed tablet. You could say that's the the um. You could say that, but you can't say Allah said that or the Prophet of Allah said that. No, Allah no. قال بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وأعظم صورة في القرآن وهي الفاتحة. And the greatest chapter in the entire Quran is al-Fatiha. كيف ذلك؟ well, he has several ayah. How is that? And it's only seven ayah. Wa Baqara, Thalatha Ajizah, Ali Imran, Thalatha Ajizah. And Baqara is three, three Jews. Ali Imran, almost three Jews or three Jews or so. Al Fatiha, several ayatin. Al Fatiha is only seven verses. How can seven be greater than three Jews? 
How is that? Hey, it summarizes. It's also not about. It's a summarization of the whole Quran. It's also not about length. It's not about number. هذه المرأة مثلاً هي تصلي ركعتان. ما شاء الله تعالى قبل أن تخرج من بيتها. وهاتي وهاتا الركعتين هي تقوم ساعة. ما شاء الله هذا جيد. The sister before she leaves her house, she implements the hadith of Abi Huraira, mentioned by Sheikh Al-Bani in his Jami' Sahih or his Sustilat Sahihah. And she stands in these two raka'ah for an hour before she leaves her house. That's good, ya ikhwan. Thumma as sagira and then the smaller, younger girl, sister, mashallah, she prays two raka'ah before she leaves her house. Her raka'at only take nisfu sa'a, a half an hour. لا يمكننا أن نقول الأولى صلاتها أفضل من الثانية لا لا يمكن أبدا We can't say the first sister she stood longer so her prayer is more The second sister stood shorter so her prayer is less You can't say that before الأجر ليس دائما بالطول The reward is not always dependent on how long it was this man made maraja of the Quran, thalatha sa'at. He reviewed the Quran three hours. Another brother reviewed the Quran, sa'at, one hour. La yumkinuna an naqool al-awwal ajruhu afdalu a'adhamu min al-thani. La. You can't say the first brother's reward is greater because he made maraja longer. You can't say that, ya khuan. Ahammu shayt laysa atool. The most important thing is not the length. It's the what? The niyyah, the intention, the ikhlas, the sincerity. هل هي تقوم لله تعالى أفضل من الثاني فأجرها أفضل أعظم. If the first sister who stood, her intention is greater, her ikhlas was more than the second, her reward is more. Likewise, the first brother or second brother is not about the amount. هذا يتصدق بنية الله. هذا جيد. والثاني يتصدق بعشرين دولار ولعل الثاني أفضل وقد يكون أفضل لماذا؟ The first brother gives sadaqah mashallah a hundred dollars had just for the masjid mashallah ta'ala hundred dollars Who's going to beat that mashallah? That's awesome ya ikhwan The second brother comes This all I got ya akhi twenty dollars Nobody what are we going to do with twenty dollars? You can't even get no fries with <laughs> You can't make that Sabalian bread with $20. I gotta buy the board, I gotta buy the oil. It's not enough. Perhaps the one who gave $20, is, his reward is greater. What's the determining factor? The intention, the niya. It's not about the, the amount ever. It's about the ikhlas. Sheikh, could we also say that the circumstances surrounding the sisters that was praying, mm. maybe you know, one is single with no children, you know, and she has time, and she has a lot of free time. The other sisters and different doesn't sisters. have the time. A, uh, the brother who has given less money, no. you know, he doesn't have enough, and the you know, like different deeds. Could be. You can you can say all of that. All that does matter, Juan. For the example, the single sisters is in, in, encouraged upon them before they get married, and they start mother talidu idda awlad mashallah taala wa takunu mashgulan bi umur albayt and tahfaz wa an tashta wa an mother and tashtahida. <laughs> the single sisters 
before they get married especially and they start popping up babies alhamdulillah it's encouraged for them to be diligent and to memorize take advantage of your youth likewise the brothers everyone is talking about getting married getting married get, alhamdulillah take advantage of being single when you get married oh so sometimes the affair is different the brother who has to work to provide and this and this and this he will love to be in the jama'ah he would love to, he has to work, or he's in school, or she's doing this, or he's doing that. And then he gets off work, he's tired, his body has rights. So he takes it down, mashallah. He would love to have the energy and the free time to be in a lesson. One brother says, hey, make dua for me. I wish I can sit with you in your classes. I wish. Make dua. And I'm a school and be umur dunya. I'm busy with the worldly life. I'm busy. Make dua. So the situation does matter, Ikhwan, and it does change. And it does, it is a determining factor. The one that's free is not like the one that's busy. The one that's marid, not like the one that's sahih. The one that's sick is not like the one that's healthy. The poor is not like the one that has wealth. I remember in Yemen, Ikhwan, we didn't have any wealth when our money depleted, mashallah ta'ala. But kunna nastalimu min al-shaykh I remember we didn't have anything sometime in the village there. And we used to get some money from the Sheikh every, every month or it barely came. It was supposed to come monthly. It, it barely came here. <laughs> sometimes they had it. Sometimes they didn't have it. And then when you get your $10, Ten, I don't know if your brothers they didn't have no money in a while. And then you see $10. In your heart, that's like $10,000. In your heart. You don't know the last time you saw money. And then you get $10. Oh, you pass straight to Allah Ta'ala. And then sometimes you would get your rice and your dates. Yemen was a place that you didn't have to have money. It was a poor place. But if you can do without, all you had to do was get there. All you had to do was get there. If you, you had to get married, they would find you a wife. You needed, oh, alhamdulillah. The sheikh, whatever you had to do to make secret knowledge easy on you, he would do it. The sheikh, years ago, Rahim Allah Ta'ala, Sheikh Mukba, before we got there, some of the brothers were poor. And the sheikh was poor. He had no money to give them. He sold his own car and gave the brothers from the sadaqah of the money that MashaAllah Ta'ala, he earned, he earned from selling his car, ya ikhwan. It was a place where all you had to do was come. As knowledge is free. I don't agree with those brothers and sisters. Some people say I'm mutashaddid in this issue, that I'm extreme in this affair. Nowadays, everybody charges for knowledge. And we're not saying that's haram. But it's not from the Sunnah of the Messenger. Someone's going to say, What about he has wives and children? He's in America. That's how he feeds his children. I understand. We live in the same country, Ikhwan. Lakin had the laysam in the Sunnah. But it's not from the Sunnah of the Messenger. Let's continue, Ikhwan. Anyone else? Ta'ib. قال بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لأنها أم القرآن فبرلي it is the mother of the Quran وعظم صورة في القرآن هي صورة الفاتحة 
And the greatest chapter of the Quran is Surah Al-Fatiha. وَهِيَ رُقِيَا In the Quran, oh, Al-Fatiha is also a ruqya, a spiritual healing. إِذَا الْيَمْرَضُ الْعَابْدُ وَيَقْرَوا الْفَاتِحَا لَعَلَى اللَّهِ تَعَالَى يَشْفِيَهُ لِأَنَّ الْفَاتِحَا رُقِيَا If the man is sick, or the, the sister is sick, and he reads Surah Al-Fatiha, or someone reads Al-Fatiha upon them, then perhaps Allah Ta'ala will cure him from that particular illness, as Al-Fatiha is a ruqya. وَهِيَ رُقِيَةٌ مِّن كُلِّ دَائِن He says in Al-Fatiha is a spiritual healing from every sickness. طيب سؤال question. إِذَا يَمْرَدُ لَعَبْدُ وَتُقْرَوْ عَلَيْهِ سُورَةُ الْفَاتِحَةِ وَلَمْ يَشْفِيَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى بَعْدَ ذَلِكِ هَلْ هَذَا بِمَعْنَى أَنَّ الْفَاتِحَةِ لَيْسَتْ بِرُقِيَةِ If someone is sick and then Al-Fatiha is recited upon him and Allah doesn't decree that the person gets better. Can we say, oh, Fatiha is not a cure? The answer is no. Just because it's a cure doesn't mean it's decreed that you be cured from it. Just because it's a cure doesn't mean you're going to be cured from it. It's a cure generally. It's a means of curing. One brother said, I read the hadith in which he said, we said, we hope we said it. That the Messenger of Allah, the meaning of the hadith, he says, from the greatest ways to increase your wealth is to get married. He says, yes, what's your point? He said, I just got married, and I'm still poor. <laughs> he said, you said the Prophet of Allah said, I got, one of the reasons I got married was for some money. I like the girl, alhamdulillah, but that wasn't my reason. I wanted some wealth. I didn't get no money. He said, alhamdulillah, not bad. لكن الحديث ثابت والحديث صحيح والنبي يصدق the hadith is established is authentic and the prophet only speaks the truth however it doesn't mean that just because you get married you are going to be rich now it means getting married is one of the best means of increasing your wealth the one who is afraid of poverty is upon him to get married Likewise, the one that is afraid of poverty is, from his, is for him to give charity, give sadaqah. It's going to increase your provision. One of our sisters, Fadali. Mm. If a person of another religion does exorcism and they read their holy book, why does sometimes it still works? That's from the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A person may say similar to her question, our beloved sister's question. This man disbelieves in Allah, but Allah still provides for him. Allah gives him air, Allah gives him clothes, Allah gives him shelter, Allah gives her family, Allah gives her a house, Allah gives her wealth, Allah gives her a job, Allah gives her this and this and this and this, but 
He disbelieves in Allah. Why is that? That's from the wisdom of Allah Ta'ala. And Allah shows His mercy upon whomsoever He wishes. So these people read their holy book. And sometimes it works. That doesn't mean that what they're reciting is true. But it could be true. Because in all of those earlier books, there is still goodness. And there is some evil and corruption. Those things have been changed and altered. But there's some khayr, there's some haq, there's some truth that is there. There's some goodness that is there. Even the Bible that exists today. When we read the Bible today, for those who read the Bible, inshallah, if they read the Bible, and when they teach the Christians from their Bible, we don't see none of it to be false except that we have proof that this thing is false and we don't see none of it to be true unless we have proof that is true what's our proof the quran and the quran is the judge this important quran the quran is the judge regarding those earlier books we read something from the Bible of today. We don't see it to be true, and we don't see it to be false. Why don't we see it to be true? No, we see it to be false. Hey, he said, don't do that. Perhaps the thing to sadiquhu, the thing you're seeing to be true, is false. And the thing to kathibuhu that you see to be false is true. So you have to use the Quran to determine. So you can read it. Someone says, what do you think about that? Allah Alam. I don't know. Allah knows best. Is that true or false? I'm going to use the Quran. If it agrees with the Quran, it's true. If it contradicts the Quran, it's false. So a non-Muslim is reading their book. Don't exorcism or other than that. And Allah bestows mercy upon them. That's from the wisdom of Allah Ta'ala. I'll give you a principle, ya ikhwan. Allah Ta'ala la yuridu li'ibadihi sharran. Allah does not want for His servants evil. Allah Ta'ala la yuridu li'ibadihi an yadukhulu ila nar. Abadan. Allah Ta'ala does not desire, does not intend for His servants to go to hell. Allah does not, He does not want that. Allah Ta'ala yuridu hidayatan li jami'i ibadihi. Allah Ta'ala wants and desires guidance for all of His servants. Lakin, ba'du nas yunkiruna al-hidayah. But some of the creation, some of mankind, they deny, they turn away from the truth. Al-Qur'an wa sunnah mawjudun amamahu wa la'allahum yukadhibuhu aw the Quran is right in front of the people and they turn away they deny they don't see it to be true for example and according to mithlum mithlum i used to be like that and according to nasranian i used to be christian ikhwan wa abdun min almuslimin ata ilayya yaqra'u alqur'ana la ukadhibu la usaddiquhu wa idha a'tani hadith min hadith nabi la usaddiquhu Allah Ta'ala, 
I remember when I was a Christian, Yaquan, and some Muslim will come to me and say, Allah Ta'ala said. I would say, get out of here, ya akhi. I don't believe that. He would say, the messenger of Allah, alayhi salatu wasalam, said. I would say, who is Muhammad? I don't know him. I didn't believe. I didn't deem that to be true. I didn't understand that. Allah didn't give me the guidance. And then now, years later, by Allah's mercy, we're calling the people to the Quran and the Sunnah. Allah Ta'ala, ya khwan. I remember when I was a, a Christian, ya khwan. I have many, a lot of stories, ya khwan. One day we're going to have a night of story night, and I'm going to give you all my stories, ya khwan. Alhamdulillah, inshallah. I was a Christian, ya khwan. And we used to play basketball in the school. And some of the Muslims used to pass by us. And they used to wear the dress of the Sunnah. So, Imama never saw that before in my life. Never. And I used to laugh at them. And I used to stop the game. Hey, time out, time out. Who is these people? Why is he dressed like that? He's a man. Had the lips of Nisa. He's looking like a woman. I remember those days, Yaquan. And the first time I accepted Islam, Ibrahim Fletcher. And I remember the first time I accepted Islam, the first day. I'm a, new, I'm a Muslim today, inshallah. This is my, I, I can tell you everything about this day. As if I'm reliving it again. So now I ran to this brother's dorm. He wasn't there when I took my... Nobody was there. I took my shadow from a book. I read a book by Sheikh Bilal Phillips. Hafidhullah Ta'ala. The name of the book was Kitab Tawheed. The book of Tawheed. And I read this book in three days. I couldn't put the book down. Every time I came in after basketball, I would read and read and read. And I would put it down to rest and pick it. It was, it was addictive. You, couldn't, you can't put it down. You're going to put it down and you're going to pick it back up. You go, that's how, in three days I finished. Alhamdulillah. They had a chapter about taking shahada. Repeat after me. I said, okay. I'm going to repeat after you. I tried my best. I tried my best. So I saw the brothers the next day. They were going to pray. I said, hey, I'm Muslim. I'm going to pray with you. They said, how'd you become Muslim? What do you mean? That book. No, he said, who gave you shahada? I said, that book gave me shahada, ya khi. What do you mean? He said, how can a book? I said, I don't know. It says chapter, become a Muslim, repeat after me. I repeated after him. <laughs> I remember they called their imam back in New Jersey. They said, Shaykh, we have a brother here. He became Muslim from a book. Is that shahada correct? The imam said, Allah Allah. Then they said, you should take a shahada again. I said, hey, the, the book said, give me your proof. Why do I got to take my shahada again? You got to prove that I'm not Muslim. It said, say it. I said it. Now you're saying, that's innovation. <laughs> so now I ran to Ibrahim. He wasn't there. I was all by myself. The next day, I went to his, ran to his dorm. And I said, Ana aslamtu. I became Muslim, alhamdulillah. And I said, I owe you an apology. First time I ever apologized to someone. I said, I owe you an apology, Yaqi. He said, well, what you do to me? What did you do? I said, I used to laugh at you. I used to mock you. Every time I saw you walk past with your thobe on and your garment, I used to mock you. 
And now I'm asking you for you to forgive me. For, forgive me. I'm begging you. Forgive me. You are my brother. And then a brother hugged me, a hug that brings tears to my eyes. I've never been hugged like that from a man in my life. <laughs> and he hugged me so tight. I wanted to push him off. Yeah, I'm not like that. <laughs> but it was a, 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 you ever been hugged that just touched your heart? Yeah, Quran. That was a hug like that. And from that day forward, he began teaching me about Islam. And the first thing he taught me was, Islam is built upon proofs. Don't let no one give you their opinions and you have to follow it. No. The first thing I learned from my beloved brother, my first teacher, my first sheikh, was Islam is that Islam is built upon proofs. Alhamdulillah, ya Is that allowed? I hope that's allowed. And if you say it's haram, you have to say, what's the proof that it's haram? Is it a sunnah? Did the Prophet of Allah used to do this when someone wanted to become Muslim? That you stop and you have to gather the witnesses of, hey, 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 salamu alaikum ya khwan, the brother's going to become Muslim. We need witnesses, we need witnesses. Is that a sunnah? The answer is no. Many Muslims think that's a sunnah. It has to be witnessed. Where did Allah say that? Where did the Messenger of Allah say that? The Messenger of Allah used to say, Aslimu, Taslimu. The Prophet used to say, Accept Islam and you'll be safe from the punishment of Allah. Allah Ta'ala, the Messenger of Allah said, Hatta yuqulu la ilaha illallah wa anna Muhammad Rasulullah. The Messenger of Allah in the hadith of Mu'ad, hadith of an Abbas, collected by Bukhari Muslim. And when he sent them to Yemen, and he told them, Verily, you're going to a people of the people of the book. Let the first thing that you call them to is that they say, I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. So he said it. Is it a sunnah that somebody has to say it first and you have to say it after them? Many of us, you look on the YouTube, you look many of our lessons. We say someone's going to become Muslim. I'm going to say it, you say it after me. Ashadu, ashadu, and, and, la ilaha, la ilaha, illallah, illallah, wa shadu, to the end. Is that something you have to do? The answer is no. If you have to do it, where's the commandment from Allah? If you have to do it, where's the commandment from the Messenger of Allah? Usually you repeat it. Because usually you're talking to someone that perhaps he doesn't know Arabic. Perhaps he doesn't know what you're saying. So this is the only reason you say, I'm going to say it first, and you say it. He just comes out and says, Ashadu an la ilaha illallah, ashadu anna muhammad rasulullah. Now you say, oh, I got to say it first, ya khi. And then you, it's not like that, ya khuan. The point is that you say it. Suppose you say it and you don't know what you mean. Are you Muslim? The answer is no. You don't have to know all the ayat, all the hadith, no. But you have to know the meaning of what you're saying. How can you have the intention? How can you have the... Uh, bear witness, but you don't know what you're saying. That's why it's important, Ikhwan, once again, to study the Arabic language. Is it allowed to take the Shahada in English? Yes. He doesn't know Arabic. And he says, I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. And I bear witness that Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah. If he knows what he's saying, is he Muslim? Yes. yes. The answer is yes. That's not a condition. 
على العبد أن يتشهد بالعربية لا هو الأصل نعم لكن ليس بالشرط it's not a condition that you have to say it in Arabic no it's the origin but it's not a condition somebody had their hand up if you lead someone to get, to get the reward for it. If you give someone their shahada? No, if you, give, if, you, uh, if you lead someone to get, you get the reward for it. Hey, every time you lead someone to good, yeah. you get a portion of that good. So, you have to, it's like, he led you to mm. someone, so then he get the ajr. Hey, no. Hey, no. This hadith of Ibn Mas'ud, the one who calls someone to good, he gets the reward. His, he's like the one who did it in the reward. So I read this book by the Sheikh Bilal Phillips. I never met him. And I read it from him. And that's the only book I read from him so far. So I read his book, I accepted Islam by way of this book. The book didn't make me become Muslim, no. Allah Ta'ala guided me to Islam by way of this book. He authored the book, so he gets a share in the reward. As the Messenger of Allah, he says, the one who calls someone to good is like the one who did it, meaning he gets a reward. The man is out there and he's giving people rides to the, to the, to the masjid. And then you wasiluhu. He arrives the person to the house of Allah. And then he doesn't even pray. Does he get a reward of the one who came in and prayed? The answer is yes. But he didn't pray. But he still gets a reward. He took someone to the masjid for salah. He gets a portion of his reward. But he didn't pray. So he committed a sin there. Anytime you do some good or you call someone to good, you get a portion of that good if you're sincere. Likewise, the opposite. The one who calls someone to evil gets a portion of that evil. What if you convert? What do you mean if you convert? You see that like, you have music videos, uh. and like every time someone listens to it, you get like a bad sin, but like you uh, you convert. Isn't like if you 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 used to rap or you do something like that, and then someone sees your video. And then like you let people to bad and uh. influence is still there, but you became a Muslim. So now you became Muslim. That's a good question. Are you still held accountable? Are you still going to get a, a portion of that sin? Allah Allah Allah. Put in that. No. Whatever came before Islam is forgiven. Nah, correct. But he's talking about not the sin of it, but the one who follow him in that sin. He's forgiven for that sin. Is he also forgiven for the ones who follow him in that sin? Allah He's forgiven for the sin he did, yes. But what about someone who follow him in that sin? Allah. Follow. My question. Uh, so imagine you bring someone to the mission, mm. but then your intention, maybe your intention, like you didn't think about the intention, you just mm. Now, if he just brought them, say they're going to, from Walmart and they're on the same road of the masjid, and then everybody says, hey, let me out, I'm going to pray. That's not like the one who's bringing him to the masjid. So you have to have the intention there. If he doesn't have an intention, then he has no reward there. His reward is not accepted. If he's not intending to drop the person to the masjid, say they're driving, they're going to play ball, and then brother, hey, hey, let me off real quick on the corner. And then he goes and prays. 
the driver didn't really take him to the masjid, that's different. But if he's taking him to the masjid, any good, a class, a reminder, any good, religiously, you get a reward. The teachers, the sisters helping her, her companion, go over Quran, reward. A kind word, reward. Any, anytime you call someone to goodness, you say, hey, you should be praying. And then a person starts praying from that, you get a reward. You should seek knowledge. You should study. You should memorize. And they start memorizing. You get a reward for that. Anytime you give someone some good kalima, good reminder, look at the, the, the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Akbar. And then he calls someone else to it. You get a reward from that. And then he gets a reward from that. And then a third person calls someone else to it. He gets a reward from that. You get a reward from that. He gets a reward from that. And then it trickles down religiously. Allahu Akbar. So the brother, every class we do, all of our mashaykh get a reward. All of their mashaykh get a reward. All of their mashaykh get a reward. All of their mashaykh get a reward. All the tabi'un get a reward. All the companions get a reward. Going back to the messenger, alayhi salatu wassalam. Islam is beautiful, ya ikhwan. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Ta'ya. Let's do some more benefit, ya ikhwan. Any more, any other questions? No? Our sister had her hand up. Tafadali. Our sister is saying, you mentioned that for something to be recommended, it has to have a command from the Messenger of Allah or for, uh, from Allah Ta'ala or from the Messenger Alayhi And then you mentioned if someone calls themselves Salafi or Hadithi or Madha Athari, it's recommended. How can those things be recommended when they came after the Messenger Alayhi Not all of them came after the Messenger Alayhi for example, the word Sunnah was around in time of the Messenger of Allah. The word Salaf was around in time of the Messenger of Allah. The word Hadith was around in time of the Messenger of Allah. So not all of these affiliations are new terms. Some of them have an origin. We mentioned the Hadith Irbad ibn Sariyah. It was the Messenger Alaykum bi Sunnati al Hadith. It's upon you to hold on to my Sunnah. Uh, to the end of the hadith, collected by Tirmidhi Imam Abi Dawood. There are other narrations also. The meaning of all of these descriptions, some of the scholars say come from some ayat where Allah Ta'ala he says in Surah Al-Baqarah, when amanu amantum al-ayah, and if they believe the way you believe, O Muhammad, and those who are with you, then and only then are they guided. So some scholars say here, since Allah Ta'ala mentioned those who are around the Messenger of Allah, shows the recommendation, the importance to attribute yourself, not in name. And maybe I should have mentioned this also. The point is not in name only, but in practice, in implementation, in your minhajiyah, in how you worship Allah Ta'ala. Some scholars do take the position that is recommended to refer to yourself, to distinguish yourself. But I don't think they're saying, and nor am I saying, that is recommended meaning uh, Allah commanded you to do that, or the Prophet Allah commanded you to do that. Recommended meaning that it's better for you to do that, to distinguish yourself, because you're attributing yourself to the people that came before you, so that no one can classify you or group you with this group or that group, that you show the people 
in your name, in your dress, in your character, in your belief, in your speech, in your actions, that you are, inshallah, trying your best to follow the sunnah of the Messenger. But the people of knowledge, they're not saying that is recommended, meaning, as the sister referring to it, to it, that Allah commanded us to do that. As I mentioned, I don't know no proof from the Quran and Sunnah. I don't know no proof from the Quran and Sunnah that Allah nor His Messenger has commanded us to call ourselves Sunni, Salafi, Hadithi, Athiri, or any true affiliation that you, you want to use. Yes, they are true. Yes. But where did Allah command you to do it? Yes, when we say it's better to do so, we're not saying Allah commanded you to do so. We're saying, I don't know no proof that Allah commanded you to do so. Nor did the Messenger of Allah command you to do so. However, you're dis uh, differentiating yourself from this jama'ah or that jama'ah or that jama'ah, but not only in name. I think the issue that we have nowadays, Ikhwan, in my humble opinion, that usually we stop with the name. The sister says, I'm Sunniya. I'm min ahli sunnah, I'm salafiyya, and that suffice. No. Just because you use a name doesn't mean you really follow what they were upon. Just because we say salafi, sunni, hadithi, athiri, or any of those true affiliations doesn't mean that we're on the sunnah. Doesn't mean that we're on the sunnah, ikhwan. It's more than a name. Technically, the name doesn't really mean anything. It's about your aqidah, your belief, your minhajiyah, your methodology, your ibadah, your worship, your adat, your manners. It's not about the name. This was the point I was trying to bring home, Juan. A lot of us, especially in America, you don't find this a lot amongst the Arab, a lot among the African, a lot among the Pakistani, a lot among the Indian. You find this a lot in America, my humble opinion, amongst alladheena la yadrusun al-arabiyya. Amongst those communities that don't study Arabic. Amongst those communities that don't refer back to the people of knowledge. Methodist. That it's all about a name. It's all about a name. I, remember, I met a brother here in Kansas City. He said, what masjid do you teach at? I said, masjid such and such. He said, oh, that's not a Salafi masjid. I said, what makes a masjid Salafi? He said, they don't call themselves Salafi. I said, you don't have to. It's upon your belief, it's upon your action, it's upon your statements, it's upon your methodology. How do you know someone is on the sunnah? How do you know? Actually their actions, their character, what else? Their, their speech, what else? How they carry themselves, what else? Their manners, what else? Their aqidah, their belief. All of this is from Ahli Sunnah. Ahli Sunnah is not only wearing a thobe, wearing a thobe is a sunnah. Ahl sunnah is not only wearing a jilbab, wearing a jilbab is a sunnah. Yes, but it's not only that, it's part of that. What about her belief? What about her methodology? What about her manners? What about her adapt? What about her worship? This is how you can tell if someone is on the sunnah or not. So, what the sister is mentioning, when we said it's recommended, I'm not intending that it's recommended, meaning Allah has commanded, the Prophet has commanded. I'm the first one to say, as I mentioned, I don't know no proof. Some people say it's obligatory to call yourself Sunni, Salafi, Hadithi, Athari. You say, no, that's not the case. It's obligatory to be it. You can call yourself whatever. You can say, I'm Muslim. That's it. What type of Muslim are you? And now you may clarify, 
I'm this type of Muslim, inshallah ta'ala. When I say this, I mean this. When I say that, I mean that. No problem. Just because you say that doesn't mean that you're that, for example. So that's a good question. May Allah bless you all. Are you Muslim? I hope. I hope I'm Muslim. No, I said, are you? Like, uh, oh, I thought you said, are you sure I'm Muslim? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I hope. I hope. Why do we always say, I hope, ya ikhwan? You find the people of the past saying that. We hope. Nothing Somebody may say, you're on the sunnah. You say, I hope. I hope. How many times you think you're upon something and you're not upon it? So we hope Allah Ta'ala accepts the little good that we do. We hope. Nobody suffice. We have class once, uh, almost once a day. That's nothing, ya ikhwan. We say, astaghfirullah wa natubu alayk. We say, oh Allah, please forgive us. And we repent to you. Nobody is pleased with our one class a day, ya ikhwan. No. We want to get to the point when inshallah we have three classes a day. Four, as many classes as we can. That's the goal. We turn this place into a university. We turn this place into an institute. We turn this place where people can come and learn their knowledge. They study Arabic, study Quran, study Fiqh, study Aqidah. Alhamdulillah. That's our goal. What <laughs> our one class a day, Ikhwan. We hope Allah Ta'ala doesn't punish us. We hope Allah Ta'ala is pleased with the little efforts that we do. Nobody is pleased with this little bit of efforts, Ikhwan. Some of the greatest Imams of a Hadith memorized a hundred thousand Hadith. Used to say, this is not enough. We're not pleased with this, Ikhwan. Because you're looking at what's in front of us. All of our bad deeds, all of our wrongs, all of the time that we waste. And now we have one class a day and we're happy. No, Ikhwan. We want to turn this place, inshallah, into a place of the Sunnah where everybody in this city can come and learn the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah and we produce Imams and students of knowledge and memorize of the Quran and memorize of Hadith and students of the Arabic language. That's our goal, Ikhwan. We start producing books and our sisters, they check the books and the brothers, they explain the books. Allahu Akbar, Ikhwan. These are our goals, inshallah ta'ala. May Allah bless you all, ya ikhwan. Man yurid an yu'adhbin. Who wants to call the adhan, ya ikhwan? Well, these are our goals, ya ikhwan. May Allah help us all. May Allah help us all, ya ikhwan. You brothers and sisters, keep on doing the work that you're doing. Be sincere. Be upright. Be brothers and sisters to one another. And may Allah bless you all, ya ikhwan. May Allah bless you all. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Ashhad an la ilaha illa Allah, Ashhad an la ilaha illa Allah. أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح حي على الفلاح الله أكبر الله أكبر
طيب قال الإمام العثيمين رحمه الله تعالى وهي رقية من كل داء إن سورة الفاتحة is a spiritual healing, a cure, a remedy from every sickness لكن يشترط أن يكون الراقي مؤمنا موقنا however it's a condition that the one who is given this رقية that he has to believe he has to be certain and the one that is receiving, if someone recites Al-Fatiha, the sister is sick, the sister is sick, her companion, her sister comes and reads Al-Fatiha over her. It's upon the one that's reading to believe in Allah. And it's upon the one that the sister is reading upon, she has to also believe. And they both have to be muqinan, they have to be certain also. Mother? Mother, sis, have something? الذي شرحه إياه ابن قيم رحم الله تعالى في أول مدارج السالكين فإنه قد أتى من معانيها بالعجب العجاب الذي لا تجده في أي كتاب إن إساس he refers to a book by the great Imam Ibn Qayyim he says in which he explains Al-Fatiha and the meaning of the Quran and the meanings of Al-Fatiha with a great amazement, if you go to it. And he said, you don't find the likes of it in any other book where he explains the meaning of the Quran. And the noble or the great Quran, we find that Allah Ta'ala Himself, He described the Quran by being great. And we find that Allah described the Quran that it is glorious. As it comes in Surah Al-Buruj, بَلْ هُوَ قُرْآنٌ مَجِيدٌ الْآيَةٌ Allah Ta'ala says, rather, it is a Qur'an, Al-Majid, a glorious Qur'an. وَفِي كِلْتَا السُورَتَيْنِ بَيَانُ قَهْرَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَ لِأَعْدَائِهِ وَعُقُوبَتِهِمْ Also in these surah, these two surah, Allah Ta'ala, he only mentioned one, but he says the two surah, Allah Ta'ala, you find the, the clarification of the recompense that Allah has in store for His enemies and their punishment. And then Allah Ta'ala, He explains the Qur'an that it is glorious. And this is suitable or complete uh, suitability for this. Because glory, it is greatness and authority. فَقَالَ تَعَالَى And Allah says about the Qur'an, قَافْ وَالْقُرْآنِ الْمَجِيدِ Surah Al-Qaf Allah says, قَافْ by the glorious Qur'an. وَهَذِ يَدُولَ عَلَى عِذْمَتِهِ عَلَى عِذْمَتِ هَذِ الْقُرْآنِ And this shows the glory 
and the greatness of this Quran. Then he asked a question. We'll try our best to get through this question, inshallah. He says, He says, question. When we say the Quran is great or the Quran is glorious, do we understand that the Quran itself is great and the Quran itself is glorious? Or is there another meaning? Meaning, the question is asking, meaning, are we saying whoever holds on to the Quran is going to receive greatness and glory and is going to be an authority over someone else? You understand the question? So the Shaykh from his style, from time to time, he asks, what's the word, Ikhwan? When you ask a question, but you're not really asking someone else to answer. He's going to give you the answer. Rhetorical, rhetorical question, I sense. He asks rhetorical questions a lot. Where he poses a question. But he doesn't really want you to answer, but he wants you to com contemplate. So he says, when Allah says the Quran is great, and Allah says the Quran is glorious, does this mean the Quran itself is glorious and great, or is there another meaning? Meaning... Are those who hold on to the Qur'an, are they going to receive greatness? Are they going to receive glory? Are they going to receive authority over someone else? So this is the question he wants you to ponder over. He says, Al-Jawab, we will say in our reply, Al-Waqir yashhadu lihada. The reality is a witness to this. فَالْأُمَّةُ الْإِسْلَامِيَةُ لَمَّا كَانَتْ مُتَمَسِّكَةً بِهَذَا الْقُرْآنِ الْعَظِيمِ The Islamic nation. The Islamic community, when they held on or hold on to the Quran, the noble Quran, لَكَانَ لَهَا السَّيْطَرَةُ وَالْهَيْمَنَةُ عَلَى كُلِّ الْأُمَمِ When they held on to the Quran and to the Sunnah, you find that they were over, they were leaders, they were imams over the previous other nations. وَصَارَتْ and because they held on to the Quran and Sunnah, you find that they conquered land by land because they were holding on to the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of His Messenger. So the answer would be both of them. The Quran in itself is Adim, great. The Quran in itself is Majid, glorious. And if you hold on to the Quran and the Sunnah, inshallah, this is a means of receiving greatness. This is a means of receiving glory. This is a means of receiving authority. We'll stop there, ikhwan. We'll suffice ourselves with that portion of the lesson.